Welcome to the Imperfect Church Podcast, a podcast for the imperfect church and the imperfect pastors that lead them. I'm Ryan Reed. And I'm John Mark, And this is the Imperfect Church Podcast. We appreciate you guys joining us again today. Today we have a really special guest with us, somebody that I have a lot of respect for, and Ryan also has a great deal of respect for, our executive director, Dr. Jim Futrell. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the podcast. This is Jim Futrell. <laughs> The imperfect executive director of the Mississippi Baptist Convention. That is yes, exactly sir. right yeah, yeah. for fits, the imperfect church. Yep, yep, yep. We are both pastors of imperfect churches, and you are the executive director of a lot of them. Yes, sir. Imperfect church. And I would say of all people in Mississippi, you've probably been to more Mississippi Baptist churches than the average Joe. And so my question for you is, is there a perfect Mississippi Baptist church out there? Uh, there was, and I went to be pastor there, and it messed up it in a hurry. Up <laughs> yep, yep, yep. No, there are no. Uh, one day we will be without wrinkle and mm-hmm. spot, but mm-hmm. it ain't got here yet, I'm That's telling right. you. But I'm telling you, it's wonderful mm-hmm. yeah. to serve in, in the imperfect churches. Yep. Because Jesus is at work mm-hmm. in y'all and at work in us. And, and, I, I, and I'm just going to tell you, I wrote an article for the Baptist record, and it has to do with the imperfect church, but it wasn't the title of it was the slanted dog. Yes, I did. Okay, read and it. you read the I thing. Did, I promise. Okay, well, <laughs> that dog got hit by a car, and both of his legs on one side were broke, mm-hmm. and uh, so the owner of the dog, what are we going to do? And it either he got some tape, and he got some stuff, and he. And he put a splint around both of his legs mm-hmm. <laughs> on the same side. And he went and got some of his wife's uh, antibiotics mm-hmm. and gave the dog <laughs> and gave it some aspirin and, and petted it to sleep. <laughs> and the dog slept through the night, got up the next day and kind of got himself up. Mm-hmm. And uh, over a few days, mm-hmm. that dog was getting around pretty good and yeah. had no... And he finally took the splints off, and the dog kind of walked. And he said the only problem was both of his legs on one side were broken. And the dog and the dog was slanted. Mm-hmm. He said, but if you take it out and put it on the side of a hill, it would level out. That's, That's right. what he said. Oh, so, and, and, and so I wrote that article, and I said the reason I'm writing this because uh, some of those – dogs go to your church <laughs> yeah. and they're they're slanted yeah. but if you get them in the right place and with god's help in their mm-hmm. life they'll level, they'll level out them you out. know that's right that's good and so there we are that's and right. that's, that's every one of our churches mm-hmm. that's yeah. right uh well uh, dr futrell as some of our our faithful listeners will know john gives me a hard time about bible college and so we went and Christian. got the most the most uh prolific and prestigious <laughs> alumni of Blue Mountain College to team up with John on this podcast. Uh, yep, yep, uh, so yep. tell us a little bit about your your background with uh, Mississippi Baptist. Well, I I grew up in Mississippi. I'm a I'm a son of a Baptist preacher, a Mississippi Baptist mm-hmm. preacher. Wow. And <clears throat> my dad was my pastor all my life. Mm-hmm. I'm one of five boys. Uh, my dad and my two older brothers all of them went to Mississippi College. Mm-hmm. I was the first in the family not to go to Mississippi College. And uh, if I'm around Mississippi College people, I tell them my grades weren't good enough to go to <laughs> yeah. Mississippi College. And they kind of, you know, they can yeah. be snooty, and they say, oh, we understand. <laughs> but uh, 
But I, I actually went to Clark College. Okay. Yeah. Over there near us. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both of us. I started at Clark College, met my wife there. I finished at Clark College. She and I finished at Clark College. Mm-hmm. And we got married after we had been in college two years. And I was pastor of a little church up in North Mississippi, up near Ripley. Mm-hmm. And I was going to resign my church, and I was planning on going to William Carey. And uh, so I'm telling my church, just mm-hmm. like you know, on a Wednesday night or something, I I hate to tell you, I wasn't resigning. I just tell them I'm I'm going to be leaving, yeah. and I've got because I can't drive back and forth for up here from all the way mm-hmm. down there at Hasburg. And uh, so there was a lady sitting out there in the congregation, and she said, "Well, why don't you just stay here and be our preacher and go to Blue Mountain College?" Yeah. <laughs> And I said, I didn't know men could go to Blue Mountain College because it was all-girls school. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you didn't know that? I, di- I didn't. I you s- didn't know that? <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, I said, and they said, well, they let preachers go there. And I said, well, I'll, I'll check on that. Uh, at the time I went, Ryan, when I went to Blue Mountain College, their motto was, a special place for a special woman. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't funny, but that's exactly what I was a part of. That's great. And so I went and talked to them, and they said, yeah, you, you can go here. And they found out I'd been at Clark. And so my wife and I, both of us, we lived in Ripley, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and we started at Blue Mountain College. We were the first couple to graduate from Blue Mountain mm-hmm. College wow. together. Mm-hmm. I graduated with 82 women. I was the only man. The yeah, but only, only man. one wife. Hey, only when only I was one. sitting That's there right. with my wife, yeah. <laughs> and so here we are. And uh, so I finished at Blue Mountain College. And when I finished, I was pastor at Pleasant Ridge Baptist Church out there and uh, mm-hmm. out from New Albany. So from there, I went to First Baptist Church, Barona. Mm-hmm. And the journey has led. I, I actually went to Southwestern Seminary mm-hmm. for half my masters and and uh for a number of reasons one a church calling me to Mississippi asking me to come back and be their pastor. I came back to Mississippi and then I ended up at New Orleans Seminary. Mm-hmm. The great experience of my life and the joy of being a part of you know BTS and what but through the years uh the impact of not my life on the convention, but the convention on me. I, my kids have gone to Mississippi College. Mm-hmm. I've got a nephew, the son of my brother who died this past week. Mm-hmm. He teaches at William Carey and Dr. Greg Futrell. And, uh, and my family has just been touched by every school, every institution, yeah, yeah. every entity in in Mississippi Baptist life has mm-hmm. blessed my life. Mm-hmm. Well, I came to be pastor at, at Broadmoor 33 years ago mm-hmm. and was there 13 years, and uh, and they called me here. I never, I'm just telling you the truth, I never dreamed, I never desired, I never wanted to be the whatever, that nobody can remember my title, I can't myself. <laughs> but I, I, I really didn't aspire to do anything like I was a Mm -hmm. pastor right and that's what I loved Mm -hmm. God made me to be a pastor in fact I 
send out my resume now about 12 times a week, <laughs> yeah, right. and nobody will talk to me. I'm serious. And so here I am, and this week, this very week, I finished 20 years wow, as really? the executive director. Yeah. You weren't born. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was. Ryan may not have been born, but I was born. <laughs> well, it has been absolutely phenomenal to be here and the yeah. blessings of working here but serving the people of yeah. Mississippi. Yeah. Just to be used of God and have the privilege of being not to touch them, but to be touched by them. Yeah. And yeah. It, makes a world of difference in my life day after day after day yeah well i know you're a blessing to uh to our churches and to the state of mississippi and you know it's important that we are connected together yep. and i think that's the purpose of a convention right is yeah. to draw us together mm-hmm. and uh you know one of the things that i think maybe we 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 could lose is this importance of associating together right. on several different yeah. levels and so I'd like to just hear if uh, if you could just kind of tell us what you see, what you see the purpose of the convention or the coming together. Is. Yeah. So what, what's the what's the well? Big I tell you, it's it's tougher and tougher, and it's not a Mississippi thing. It's mm-hmm. a a cultural thing. That's right. And it's not just the culture; it is uh, mass media being mm-hmm. what it is mm-hmm. uh, now today. Anybody you want, if you want to hear somebody preach a sermon, you yeah, can that's right. pick out what sermon you want <laughs> and go out there on YouTube and you can see them and, you know, and yeah. say, well, you know, five minutes in, so I don't care anything about that. And go to another <laughs> guy, you know. Some people and, wish they could do that to me. That's right. <laughs> well, when they're, sitting, right. when they're sitting there, that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. But you can stay home and live stream most of our churches, you know, and cut right. the thing off or yeah. at least have the ball game on where you're that's listening right. to, and feel good about being spiritual and a Saint fan, too. And yeah. uh, but But seriously, all of this stuff is big stuff. Yeah. Where this is going, who knows? Mm. And I, I'm not talking about just social media mm-hmm. with the, the the problems that exist in Facebook and the f- problems mm-hmm. that exist in Twitter or whatever the next thing right. on the horizon is. Right. But those are major issues that are shaping the thinking of people across right. the land. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about church people. I'm talking about just people. Right. And it's the world that mm-hmm. everybody yeah. lives in. Yeah. And, and that is going to impact the church mm-hmm beyond what we're able to even think about right. it doing. Sure. So anyway, all that said, coming together is still important. Mm-hmm. And that's true here. And I know it's harder, harder to get to mm-hmm. because whether it's in church or whether it's at the convention, every convention across the nation, Southern Baptist Convention, the state conventions run in less numbers mm-hmm. or whether it's at the evangelism conference or whatever it is right. because of this very reason. But, when you get there, it's just mm-hmm. like when you get there, and uh, I bet neither one of y'all have ever been to a to a session at the Mississippi Baptist Convention. Now, listen to me. You you have been to the bookstore, but you have yeah. not been. See, right. see, now I, I tell you that because I tell you when I was elected president of the Mississippi Baptist Convention in eighty eight. I didn't know they met up there. <laughs> you thought they were just hanging out I thought, huh? I thought we came down here and went to the bookstore That's and drank it. coffee and That's stuff. Right. Yeah. And and they said, no, you got to go up here and preside. <laughs> right. Then, 
And I say that because uh, there's a lot of good that goes on mm-hmm. down there in the bookstore and out there going to lunch mm-hmm. together. And it happens cross-culturally mm-hmm. and it happens cross-generationally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is a healthy thing if we can get that and the mix take place because it means so much to y'all. Mm-hmm. It means so much to me. It means yeah. so much to all of us. And I look back at coming to convention and how much it meant to me mm-hmm. as a young preacher. Yeah. I, I, I thought my heart was going to stop and I was going to have to have a heart transplant. <laughs> this guy called me. He was president of the convention, and I was probably, I, I really, I was probably in my late 20s. And mm-hmm. he called me, and he said, I'm going to be bringing the presidential address. And, 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 Jim, I just want to ask you if you would lead in the closing prayer after I get through. Yeah. And I thought I was going to die right there. <laughs> yeah. He asked yeah. me to do something, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I did. It was silent prayer, but I <laughs> I, came, yeah. I came and I went up there. And, but all of the pieces like that that came together in my life of uh, what we are mm-hmm. and what we do. That's it. The convention actually began in the 1820s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we predate the Southern Baptist Convention. It. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we began in the 1820s having an effort at this can you imagine though how long do you think it'd take to ride a horse from here to Natchez and to come up here and it's been a week (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it have preaching all day long and 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 all of the good things and the healthy relationships that develop they would argue about this and fuss about (laughs) that and and but they would get back on track and mm. and try to reach yeah. this state. And, and, and they knew it was worth it to drive a horse all the way to, from Natchez. They knew that 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 takes sacrifice. And yeah. I'm glad you mentioned 1820 in the First Mississippi Baptist. One of the things that one of our segments on our show is uh, bringing up an old quote, "Dead Man Talking." And this week's "Dead Man Talking" comes from a letter written to Mississippi Baptist in 1824 uh, from the Mississippi Baptist. It's in uh, Richard McLemore's History of Mississippi Baptist sure. book. And I'm just going to read that and uh, well, deal with quote a lot. it for you if you want. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet you know exactly <laughs> sure. what page is on, right? Uh, yeah. But they they wrote to all the Baptists to explain to them why cooperation was so important. And they said, We feel enc- encouraged to address you on the subject of this convention, believing them to be agreeable in the mind of our Lord. And if entered into with that zeal and activity which their great importance demands, cannot fail to promote the happiness and prosperity of the Church of God. This convention has but one primary object in view, namely the diffusion of the light of the glorious gospel, by which error will be corrected, truth established, and the nations of the earth turn from darkness to light. And I think it's hadn't changed a bit. I'm we still you. believe in the gospel Absolutely. in Mississippi. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And when when uh, Richard Curtis Jr., the first Baptist mm-hmm. preacher that ever came to Mississippi in the almost 1800, uh you think about it, there are only about 7,000 people lived in this right piece of land called Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, and now what God has done, he started, he was the pastor of the First Baptist Church. And Richard Curtis Jr. helped start about 12 or 14 yeah. churches mm-hmm. across southwest Mississippi. At tough times. Yeah. And people were here and needed Jesus. Mm-hmm. And nothing has changed. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And we keep doing that. And the reason we have church planting and the reason we have evangelism and the reason we have what we, the things that we have are not just programs. Mm-hmm. It's the experience of helping 
people experience right. Jesus. It's, it's in our DNA, you know. And uh, one of the things that you mentioned about uh, getting together for conventions is how it uh, it crosses racial lines, it crosses generational yep. lines, and uh, you get on social media and and you hear these supposed rumors that there's a generational divide in the SBC and and we're always fighting and we can't get along. Uh, and and John and I have talked about that, and we're just not sure that's true. Um, you know, we have been born, our generation has been born with a silver theological spoon in hand. Uh, we have had giants go before us, uh, and, and we believe that we can still work together. You know, oh, we believe that we still have that same purpose uh, to see the light of the gospel to the nations. It is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And, and right, I was sitting in this chair in in this room where we're in this great uh, recording studio we have here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Right. No, I was sitting right here. There's a guy sitting right there where you are Mm -hmm. earlier in this week. And uh, he was talking to me about the Jesus people Mm -hmm. and the big Jesus rally in Dallas, Texas. Well, you're talking about a divide. Mm -hmm. You're talking about a a strange world. And he was was telling me about it like I'd never heard about it. (laughs) And I said, uh, well, when the... There were a million people showed up for the Jesus rally mm-hmm. in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I said, I was pastor in Fort Worth, Texas at wow. the time, mm-hmm. and I went over there. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. said, you know, he thought it was a, <laughs> yeah. a, a, a dinosaur has walked in <laughs> here. And I, I said, but but the whole, the imagery of right. that, and to be sitting here and say, you know, that's what we're doing now. Yeah. I mean, that's what the Lord has called us to do right. and to be. Yeah. Those were interesting times. Vietnam War going on. I was in service. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was pastor, but I was uh, yeah. uh, eight years in the National Guard and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was burying young men mm-hmm. who were dying in Vietnam wow. who were members of my church, yeah. and I saw them off the last day they were there. Mm-hmm. So I tell you that to tell you, boy, there was, there was a huge generational divide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no divide yeah. when you get together with people that are facing mm-hmm. needs and yeah. crucial things That's of right. life. And it's true today. Mm-hmm. And that's something were... we always think we always think we've come upon a new problem. Yeah. Yep. Until we study history and we realize there it is. There's nothing <laughs> the, new. The under more the things sun, change, right? the more they yes, say the exactly. same. I and wish there was a smart guy like Solomon that could write that down <laughs> in the Bible for us. <laughs> right. Exactly. That there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. And this generational divide thing even a theological divide as yeah. a convention, we look at it and say, oh, no, something new has happened. And if you go back and study and and you'll realize this is not new. We, we cooperate together with a tension that we don't always agree with each yeah. other, mm-hmm. but the cooperation for the gospel is greater than mm-hmm. the tension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That That is that is the Baptist way. It That's is. it. And we, but if you look at church history and you see it, 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 it moves one way and then it mm-hmm. moves another way. And I've lived through one theological challenge mm-hmm. after another mm-hmm. in, in my hundred years of ministry. <laughs> right. and, and, and seriously, you begin to realize God's on his throne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's and, it. and ultimately, that's, uh, that's why we come together in October. It's why we come together in June mm-hmm. at the, where the Southern Baptist Convention is held. Because serving together for the sake of the gospel is our end. That's it. It, it is true. 
and and you can't get together without being together sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and, and I I want to say talking about getting together, we talk a lot about incarnational ministry. Sure. It's not good enough. Um, we talked about funerals last week. It's not good enough when someone dies just to just to Facebook them. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you need to be at the side of their bed. That's it. You mm-hmm. need to be ministering there to them. And I think it's just the same for convention and cooperation. Mm-hmm. You were talking about being downstairs and, and, and yeah. not being in the room, which is it's true, though. If we're going to be a part of the ministry, it needs to be just as incarnational. Yeah. Our involvement does. It does. And it will always be that. I think we're saying it, it makes a difference in our convention as well. Yes. You've got to be present. Mm-hmm. You've got to be an active part of it in so, order to cooperate together. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a young guy, just finished, uh, got two degrees now from New Orleans. I only earned one of them. They sent me another one on accident. But uh, I've got two degrees from New Orleans. You need um, to explain that. That's right. So I was so excited, guys, this morning. I went to the post office to get my degree from New Orleans Seminary, my Master's of Divinity that I worked and toiled for for the past four years and I opened my diploma and it was the wrong degree. <laughs> At least they got the name right. So I got to get that straightened out. But now uh, I've got two degrees from New Orleans. So that is great. Um, you going to keep that? I'm going to keep yeah, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, right. That's it. Everybody Everybody make you smart. That's it. Right. Uh, and right between it, put your Bible college. That's right. That put my Bible college diploma. That's right. My Blue Mountain College. That's right. Um, but I'm a young man. I'm just at my first church pastoring now. And uh, what advice would you give someone like me for getting involved in the convention? Well, I tell you, uh, you are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're already there. But uh, one, to come mm-hmm. and make these connections because I'm going to tell you, it won't be long. And and he knows this, and he's an old guy. Now, <laughs> but that Mississippi Baptist will say, we need you to be here mm-hmm. on the convention board, or we need you to serve on the executive committee. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you begin to see things that you didn't see, Mm -hmm. but the door was open simply because you are a part of and you show up to be a part. I never asked to do anything. Mm -hmm. I don't think you did. Mm -hmm. But but doors open and opportunities come simply because you know somebody and they say, well, call Ryan. He'd love to do that. Mm -hmm. Seriously. I agree. And, you know, I... I'll push a plug as well for for associational work because I I do believe that your involvement in associational work helps you to appreciate the state convention Mm -hmm. work, which helps you appreciate the Southern Baptist Convention work. And involvement in the association will naturally press you towards involvement in the state convention, I think. Mm -hmm. It it absolutely will. And, And some of the things, just the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Of, of going to the meeting, mm-hmm. having responsibilities to get up and make a report or to get up and preach, yeah. uh, have the, conven- uh, the uh, associational message or mm-hmm. something, you know. Those, those are, I mean, that's really a training ground right, for, for all of us mm-hmm. and was for me and and for these older preachers that I, Lord, I'm telling you, <laughs> and the association, I was scared out of my mind. Mm-hmm. They asked me to preach the associational sermon and and here these preachers are that were good night yeah and and were great preachers mm-hmm. now you probably never heard of these people mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but the more you get involved and to go these things and you see good gracious and then you go to the 
convention or you go to the SBC, mm-hmm. it is an incredible thing it yeah, is. to see and to understand. Now, one thing I would say is if you go looking for the little quirks and, mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. and the crazy stuff, yeah. You'll find you that, find too. It. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, just like our churches. You know, you go in and try to find a problem with our churches, I bet you can find one. That's right. Well, you one reason. Yeah, that's we, right. It, yeah. And <laughs> one, one of the reasons, I heard somebody complain the other day we didn't have enough enough testimony times anymore. Well, the reason we don't in many of our churches is because the same people get up. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they ain't testifying. They're saying, I want to tell you, Miss So and So, been talking <laughs> yeah, about me. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, and so you get away from the calling, and uh, right, when yeah. you do that, mm-hmm. but you're going to see that happen mm-hmm. on a big scale as that's well right, as a smaller right. scale, mm-hmm. and you have to say, "That ain't what the that's Lord right, called us right. to do." And, that, and that's what happened. I think for a lot of us at the national convention this year, we came home to a lot of reports of quirks yeah. that happened, maybe, sure. but uh, but we left the convention with a completely different perspective. Because oh, we saw the beauty of it. Yeah, that's right. You know, we saw those IMB missionaries commissioned. Yeah, you know? yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. We saw all of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you kind of overlook the quirky family members because you love the family. That's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that's important and, and, and in our state convention as well. The more that we know somebody, the more that we've made those connections, uh, we're able to understand their heart. So even if we yeah. have a disagreement with them, we can say, hey, but, but they're not – they're not evil, you know. Yeah, they're not trying right. to destroy the very fabric of our society. You know, they right, they, right. they love the Lord, and that's we need right. to be able to extend that hand of of giving grace sure. and mm-hmm. and loving one another and, and and seeing that we all have the same agenda. We want yep. to see the gospel go forth for the sake of the gospel. That's, that's, that's why it. we gather together as a state convention and mm-hmm. a national convention too. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, Doctor Future. We we end our podcast with telling what we're reading, what we're studying. And that sort of thing. But I heard you tell someone one time about your morning routine. You remember telling that? Do yep. you have a morning routine? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was I was uh I was impressed with the discipline of it. Your study, your your physical do you mind sharing that? I don't mind mind at all because I think uh it 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 started this morning at three thirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't always get up at three thirty, but uh a lot of times I do, but I, I always get up before four thirty. But I was up at three thirty this morning because we had a full day today, right. mm-hmm. and uh, and I had some things I just wanted to clear my mind about. But my day begins with the Lord. Now, if you walked in in my study at home, which is a closet, <laughs> if you walked in my study, uh, which is a, a it was just a little bitty room, and I got books all around me mm-hmm. and. Uh, one of my grandsons, he loves coming in there, and he, he's about fourteen now. Mm-hmm. And he says, "This is the holiest place." <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the same perspective as he does, but but then this little old, I, I go to my office area, and what I do is I have a, I have a journal, mm-hmm. and it's not just a prayer journal, but it's a daily journal that I write a letter. To God, mm. and I I wrote him this morning. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say I wrote a letter to him, it it varies in size and mm-hmm. length and stuff, but it it varies in the substance and uh, what you're going through, what you're facing, what mm-hmm. you might dream. Mm-hmm. And it just I, I have no barriers, no boundaries around it. I just write this letter to God and tell him what's going on. He knows and. <laughs> 
but I, I want him to know that I know that he knows so he can help me. And so, so I write this letter. And um, that's the first thing I do, hanging on the wall uh, in, in that little study is uh, the words to the song. In the morning when I rise, mm. give me Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hanging on the wall there. And that song is uh, my song. If you're f- if familiar with uh, In the Morning When I Rise, Give mm-hmm. Me Jesus. In the Morning When I Rise, Give Me Jesus. Uh, it was an old spiritual. Nobody knew, knows where it came from. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it resurrected itself somewhere in our day and time. Yeah. They think it's a contemporary song. <laughs> and, and, and the second verse is When I Am Alone, Give yeah. Me Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... W- when I come to die, give me Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I begin the day with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a personal thing, writing a note to him, writing a letter to God, and then hearing from God. Mm-hmm. I, I prepare a sermon every morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I say that... Uh, the goal of the sermon preparation, it, the scripture, uh, I have a, do some word study, background stuff, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and I put enough down that with a gun to my head, I could preach it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that day. Yeah. And that, that's my goal. So I, I, I have the stuff, and, uh, and I, I put it down, and so my journal that I have that day by day mm-hmm. has a date on it. So anyway, I write a letter and then I do this and and it takes some time to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Now, often between the letter to God and the sermon, I know the scripture that I'm going to be dealing with. Yeah. I walk. Mm-hmm. So long before sunup, I, I will be out and I walk every day. I never miss a day. I never miss a day with the letter. Don't miss a day with the sermon preparation right. thing. And I never miss a day walking. Mm-hmm. And uh, the amazing thing, I used to run, and then I broke my leg, and, and I quit doing that, and the doctor said, you need to just walk. And I, so I said, well, a little slanted now. Yeah, I'm a little, slanted. I, I was slanted before, Ed, I'm telling you. <laughs> so I, I walk, and I walk I walk 75 minutes mm-hmm. every morning, mm-hmm. and, and I know y'all got kids and stuff, and it, that's a <laughs> interference, And but that day will be gone one day, and you can yeah. you know, kind of a more relaxed time. But anyway, I get up early enough where I can, and I walk 75 minutes. Mm. People all over our neighborhood see me out walking, and there are people. I, I tell this, a lady stopped me, and she said, I see you out here walking all the time. Yes, man, I walk every morning. Rain, sleet, snow, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. I'm out here. And she said, I see you. I said, how far do you walk? I said, well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I said, I I used to walk distance or run distance, and, and now I walk 75 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Really? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, well, how long does it take you to do that? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I said, well, <laughs> most days I can do it in 75 minutes, but some days it takes me a little bit longer. <laughs> and I went on my way. She was that's thinking this. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but I do that, and I'm going to tell you why I do that. 
the stewardship of my life mm-hmm. and the stewardship of my body, I could drop dead tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I, that that'd be that. But the fact is, my dad, who was a pastor, was sixty-one years old, and after prayer meeting one Wednesday night, he he went home, and he and my mother were sitting there. He got up to go over and get something off of the table, and fell to the floor on the way walking over to the table mm-hmm. or whatever he's getting. And for all intents and purposes, he was gone. Mm-hmm. 61. Mm-hmm. Came home after prayer meeting and was gone. Now, my dad never took care of himself. He's just like most pastors. Mm-hmm. He ain't got time to do all that stuff. Yeah. I understand. Can't eat right because there's stuff and stuff down your ears. Even. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just tough. And I said, I may die tomorrow. I may die young. I miss that chance, <laughs> but but I may die soon, but I'm gonna die healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I and my doctor, uh, I get a physical every year. He said, "I'm you. I can't believe you got good genes." Well, I don't have good genes. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. Mm-hmm. And and my family doesn't have good genes, but here I am. I don't take any medication, mm-hmm. and I go more than I've ever gone in mm-hmm. my life, mm-hmm. and I preach more and love it more and love what mm-hmm. I do more. And I think it's because you, you, God doesn't call us to do anything without our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so keep it yeah, as yeah. best you can, yeah. healthy, and stay away from the bad stuff. And, <laughs> and, and, and you don't have to walk 75 minutes every day. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. But but. You need to have a routine and do it and stay disciplined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A discipline. I'm going to give you I'm gonna, a closing quote. Okay. <laughs> We're good. Uh, you I, go for a closing I'm, quote. I'm going to give you a closing quote. And this is my only original thought. <laughs> and I think I stole it from somebody. But, I don't know who <laughs> yeah. but this is Futrell's original thought. And, and I'm going to tell you why. I'll give you the quote. And the quote is, giftedness. Giftedness without discipline is a curse. Mm-hmm. Wow. And the reason I, I, I came up with that is because I saw so many lives of guys who were, who had, man, they were gifted a hundred times beyond anything I could ever be. Yeah. And they ended up on the ash heap. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Giftedness without discipline mm-hmm. is a curse. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm over. I'm overly disciplined to take care of myself, to take care of my mind, to take care of my work, to do Mm -hmm. what I need to do. But I think God honors that. Yeah, sure. And I want to be honoring him. It's a stewardship issue, right, of our mind and our bodies. It's a stewardship issue. And I appreciate you sharing that. If you don't put time in to do what God's given you opportunity to do, you're going to miss the blessing of what he's wanting to prepare you for. Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we've been here a long time today, Dr. Futrell. Y'all have had a full day. Three, <laughs> 3.30. I saw you I out there walking. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was not here at 3.30, but uh, but it's been good. Again, it's always wonderful to see the beautiful work of our convention. Yeah. And uh, and we, we love and appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And thank you for thank your time you so much, today. And, uh, it's my blessing. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ryan, you can... Take us on out, brother. That's right. We appreciate y'all joining us. Uh, if you enjoy our podcast, please like, rate, and review us on iTunes. 
uh, send us uh, send us an email, get in touch with us uh, if uh, if you have a topic you want us to discuss, and uh, we will see you next time. Until then, keep loving your imperfect church, and remember one day she will be perfected in glory.